0: Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist, here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends. In this episode, we're talking again about medication safety. And you might recall episode 22 covered this topic in depth, but today we're specifically talking about pregnancy category labels, the ABCDX system that is actually now out of date, and what that means for how we judge the safety of medications that we're going to be taking in pregnancy and during lactation. Before we dive into that, I want to actually share an exciting new program that my clinic, Women's Wellness Psychiatry, is developing in California. It's an accelerated treatment program for women suffering from mood and anxiety conditions who are interested in an intensive outpatient virtual treatment. It really is the first of its kind because it's virtual, intensive, and an accelerated four-week mental health treatment program that's uniquely designed for pregnant and postpartum women and their specific mental health struggles. We structured this program to be complete and comprehensive in just four weeks Rather than one weekly psychotherapy session and occasional medication management appointments over the course of many months, you get it all within one month and can feel better much faster. You can learn more about it on my website, and I'll include a link in the show notes. And I'm going to share more details with you in the coming weeks as we get closer to the launch date. So now let's dive into the topic for today. I get many questions from patients who say that they looked up a medication and saw that it was a particular category, A, B, C, D, X. Or their doctor told them that it was, and so they don't want to take a particular medication, or they ask if they can take a different category medication. However, did you know that in 2015, the FDA actually eliminated those labels, the A, B, C, D, X labels for medications? It's now been seven years, and people are still referring to them. Here's a question, why were they eliminated? Well, they were eliminated for the simple reason that they became outdated and were actually rather uninformative. To help answer that question in more depth, let's review what the categories used to mean. So category A used to refer to those medications that had good, well-controlled studies in pregnant women. Do you know how many medications fit into that category? None. There really weren't any medications that had good, well-controlled studies in pregnant women. You may recall from what I've previously mentioned that pregnant women are probably the number one underserved population in medication, psychopharmacology, and medical research for many reasons. And that means that there really aren't any great studies looking at the safety of medications or even the effects or the physiology or the psychopharmacology kinetics and dynamics of medications in pregnancy. Category B used to refer to those medications where there seemed to be animal studies suggesting that the medication was safe. And some medications actually started in this category before much human data was known. Category C was actually where most psychiatric medications fell. And it was related to those where there weren't significant animal studies or human studies. Category D were those medications where there was some fetal risk, but benefits might outweigh those risks. And category X referred to those medications where there was fetal risk and it was thought that the risks actually outweighed the benefits. So why wasn't this useful? And what do we do now? Well, the reason it wasn't useful is because there was no significant conversation about that risk versus benefit. What we use now is actually a narrative summary and it includes a risk-benefit conversation. It's the job of the physician to help the patient make the right decision from the perspective of safety and risk for mom and baby. When I have this conversation with my patients, we talk about the pros and cons of the medication, as well as the potential risks of untreated symptoms, untreated illness, on both mom and baby and the pregnancy. When the new pregnancy and lactation rule was released back in 2015, the deputy director of the FDA Center for Drug Evaluation Research, Sandra Quender, a physician, she actually stated that, quote, Prescribing decisions during pregnancy and lactation are individualized and involve complex maternal, fetal, and infant risk benefit considerations. The letter category system was overly simplistic and was misinterpreted as a grading system, which gave an oversimplified view of the product risk. I think that's a great summary to explain why the categories were not useful and why we've moved away from those today. Let's work with a couple of examples. One of the most common prescribed psychiatric medications in pregnancy are those used to treat anxiety and depression. Those are medications with brand names like Zoloft or Prozac. Generic names would be sertraline and fluoxetine. In the old category system, this was considered, quote, category C. Unfortunately, that's a rather useless designation because if you remember, that category was almost a a catch-all for the vast majority of psychiatric medications used to treat anxiety and depression because there just wasn't that much data. So instead, what's much more useful is a conversation with every single patient. And this is what I do with everyone that I work with, where I speak to them about their symptoms and how impactful those symptoms are on their functioning. And so we take that into account When we review the potential risks of the medication, because it's important to think about the risks of untreated illness. If an untreated illness could lead to potentially hospitalization for mom, or it could lead to negative obstetrical outcomes, because we do know that depression can lead to worse pregnancy outcomes, then we need to think about the risks of untreated depression and how that compares potentially to the risks of untreated illness. And we make a very collaborative decision. Here's another example. This is a common one. I often actually get patients who see me with anxiety who also happen to take an occasional benzodiazepine. And those are medications that you may have heard of with brand names like Valium or Clonopin or Ativan. Incidentally, uh, I'm actually recording this podcast on benzodiazepine awareness day. I don't know if you guys were familiar that this existed, but July 11th has been designated as benzodiazepine awareness day. Benzodiazepines are often prescribed as needed for things like panic attacks. And a really common use of them, for example, is if you have a fear of flying and you might take one of these medications in order to be able to get on the airplane. But all of these medications were originally listed back in the category days as category D. And so patients would present to me literally in a panic because they really thought that they could no longer take this medication. And it would actually lead to panic attacks because they often use this medication appropriately because there are definitely appropriate ways to use benzodiazepines in order to be able to take a work-related trip or in order to be able to stop a panic attack once or twice a month whenever that happened. And they would come see me and think that they were no longer allowed to take this medication because of its pregnancy category. So what I would do is have this in-depth, collaborative conversation where I provided all of the information about the particular medication. And we would review the risks of the medication. For example, that newer data tends to be a bit more reassuring. And the limitations of the research, for example, the fact that oftentimes in the research, the individuals being studied are taking this medication daily versus those who take this medication once a week or once a month. And we also would talk about the risks of elevated anxiety on various systems in the body, for example, elevated cortisol and other hormonal systems. And so we would have this collaborative kind of conversation. One of the most interesting things that I found, one effective treatment actually for this kind of panic and anxiety is the knowledge that the medication is still an option in the medicine cabinet. I've had many patients who have expressed significant relief to know that the medicine can stay in their medicine cabinet and that actually decreases their anxiety and even their need to use it. That's why these kinds of collaborative conversations are so much more valuable and useful for making decisions about pregnancy-related medications rather than those outdated and no longer used pregnancy categories. So here's the conclusion. Make sure that you speak with your doctor about the medications that you're taking in pregnancy rather than using outdated and uninformative labeling categories. And stay tuned for more information about the virtual accelerated treatment program being developed at Women's Wellness Psychiatry. I can't wait to share more details with you about that too. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.